1: Ole Miss fans, fasten your seatbelts. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. It's your chance to talk Ole Miss sports with Rebel coaches and your host, Chuck Roundsville of the Ole Miss spirit, covering Ole Miss sports for 35 years. Are you ready? We're ready. Are you ready? The lines are open at 888-808-8637. Let's fellas. Now... Let's talk Ole Miss sports with Chuck.
2: Hotty, toddy, Rebel Nation. Welcome to the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yale Hotline. And, man, do we have a lot to talk about mm-hmm. tonight, Yancey. Some of it good, some of it not good, um, but a lot. Well, I tell you
3: what, uh, big announcement there. Chancellor got it kicked off on Friday, I believe it was, and then uh, – you know, the game played the best defensive game since probably Georgia 2016 overall and uh, ran for the most shores against the SEC opponent against Vanderbilt again. I believe it was in 79. So, a lot of positives.
2: Yeah, I, I really like the way Ole Miss played uh, Saturday night. You know, you, you can't find too much fault in anything, really. Outside I mean, of the passing game. The coverage was better. The, uh, the pressure on the quarterback was better. The run game continues to... Defense continues to be really good. Held them to 62 yards rushing. And on offense, uh, I, I, I wasn't too displeased with the passing game. I mean, when you're running for 413 <laughs> yards, I mean, uh, you know, and, and Plumlee is making good decisions. They're just not connecting as much as you'd like to see. And uh, But it was better percentage than it was against Alabama. So maybe it's coming around some. And like Rich Rod said today, it's – uh. It's a process, a learning experience. He's going to see different defenses every week, and he's got a lot to learn. Yeah, I mean, it's his
3: first home start, second overall start. We all knew that, you know, the passing game, if there was a weakness with Plumlee's game, it was that. But when you can run a 4-3-8, and 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 passing it in your forte quite yet. I mean, why would you not run the ball all the time?
2: Yeah, I'm not so sure that all this passing problem is is uh, Plumlee either.
3: All, all on Plumlee, yeah. There yeah. were some bad routes, some a couple drop balls. You I know, think we're. I think some of are... our
2: receivers are having trouble getting separation. I think we miss Braylon Sanders when he's not in there, the veteran guy that knows how to get separation. And some of these younger guys just hadn't figured it out yet. Yeah, we saw that a couple times when Miles Battle. Particularly
3: that I can remember, two passes that Plumley put it right there, and just just a young guy that's still
2: learning the ropes. Yep, and uh, I think we're going to start seeing more of Jaden Jackson. I, I th- every time he's been in there, to me, he's he's done some good things, and uh, he's got plenty of speed. And he's a bigger guy. He's a physical guy. Uh, I think he's going to start helping us more. Uh, yeah,
3: and someone to take the top off. You know, yeah. he, you know Mingo's
2: doing good, uh, but he but he can still learn a lot of things, and, uh, you know, it's, it, it'll get there, but it's just taking a while.
3: Braves nearly just hit a home run there in the yeah. top of the 10th for you, Braves fan, but came up a little short.
2: Yeah. Uh, what's on tap tonight? Brought to you by, by the Library Sports Bar, home of Monday Night Football on the huge screen. Oxford's most popular watering hole on the square, 120 South 11th. Uh never mind. Everybody knows where the library is. Good grief. Former Sports Information Director and Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame inductee Langston Rogers will be on uh, at 6.15 to discuss Mr. Patrick Willis and his induction into the National Football Foundation Hall of Fame and the big Hall of Fame at Ole Miss over the weekend. I'm telling you, man, what a great guy, and what a great ambassador of Ole Miss. He put all a good show out there, too. Yeah, he? he did. <laughs> and at 6.30, we're going to have new chancellor, Dr. Glenn Boyce, He's going to give us his thoughts on athletics at 6.30, so better stay tuned. It's going to be two good interviews. Excited about that. We've heard everything
3: but athletics from Mr. Glenn Boyce, so I'm excited to hear his yeah. side of things
2: on what's going on there. We'll be right back. After these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline, hang tight.
4: 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24/7 at nobodybeatsacanondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland. Test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon Deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find your road.
5: If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander ht go 56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander ht go 56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck
6: or SUV. While Mississippi universities compete at football, when it comes to cutting-edge research, they need to work together. That's why CSpire linked our state's leading research universities together with a 100 gigabit per second fiber infrastructure, working in support of the Mississippi Optical Network. Through the CSpire Tech Movement, we're empowering schools and universities with the technology to help them lead research and development for a better future. Learn more at cspire.com/mission. The farm provides us with many things, and it means many things. From crops to cattle, poultry, and timber, the farm is vital to our everyday lives. It's a place to enjoy the outdoors and where many traditions are born. Whatever the farm means to you, let First South Farm Credit finance it. We're ready to help you make your dream of land ownership or farming your own land a reality. Visit FirstSouthLand.com, Equal Housing Lender. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel
1: Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline.
2: All right, welcome back. Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel, Yo hotline. Uh, the powerful new Samsung Galaxy Note 10 is finally here, and Seaspire is celebrating with an equally powerful deal for a limited time. Buy the Galaxy Note 10 and get $750 off your choice of Samsung Galaxy devices. CSpire, customer inspired. Yancey, uh, need to make a little note on the chancellor deal. We got, we got uh, Glenn Boyce on tonight at the bottom of the hour, and I'm sure some of our listeners will be anticipating us asking him about the process of his hiring and the protest that shut down the campus introduction of him last Friday. Uh, but I'm going to leave that to Paul Gallo. He's going to be on the Gallo Show tomorrow morning, uh, you know, and— well, Chuck,
3: we've heard several interviews about all that stuff. The only thing we have not heard him talk about is athletics.
2: Well, yeah, and we're this, sports this,
3: shows, so <laughs> this is
2: a sports show. Uh, yeah, and regardless, we, we of want
3: to uh, anyone's
2: uh, feelings about his hiring or the backlash from coaches, his
3: hiring, ads, getting yeah. fans back in the seats. Yeah. All that stuff needs to be addressed, and I'm I'm interested to see what he
2: says. He's the chancellor, and that's not going to change. And I, I want to know his thoughts on athletics. Uh, he can talk about his overall vision for the university, et cetera. At other times, but on this show, we're going to focus on his intentions with Ole Miss Athletics, period, exclamation point, and that's it. Um, You know, he's going to get my support because he's the chancellor. I see no sense or reason for any other course of action, you know. Well, the the division
3: is what's gotten us to this point, Um, so it's time to unify and – like you said, he has done nothing wrong to this point. So why would we try to do anything like that?
2: Well, and I understand the other side. I, I understand. Oh, I do too. You know, I get it. But I get hey, it too. There's nothing I can do about that. He's our chancellor, and uh, he's going to get my support. I can tell you that. Um, back to the football game, Nancy. I, yeah. I uh I mean, golly, uh, that run game the other night was just. Uh, a thing of beauty. And it was.
3: They bogged down some though, Chuck. Second quarter. Uh, second yeah. quarter. Um, well, Vanderbilt made a couple of adjustments. Some in the third. Some in the four. You know, when they were doing that, what they call zero personnel, really putting manning you in the box. Yeah. yeah. That's when Ole Miss going to have to take advantage of the one on ones. But what stood out to me more than anything was the pass defense for Ole Miss, the DBs being right where they were supposed to be. Almost nearly every attempt. Now maybe Vandys receivers aren't as skilled athletic as some of the other guys we'll see but uh for that one game man they were Johnny on the spot.
2: I think Lips coming pink and they're pretty pretty good. Uh, I tell you not 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 they weren't Alabama good but they're pretty darn good. Uh so you know I'm I was excited about it and I, I'm also uh we griped and griped and griped about special teams effort at alabama and i yep. thought the other night was pretty solid now not perfect no but, but a lot better didn't lot hurt him didn't yeah. hurt them a lot better um so hey if they can keep the kickoffs a- have been
3: fine i mean really when we say special teams it's really more the punting the punt coverage in yeah. particular well um, and,
2: and and luke's been a little off with field goals this year and, well that's true uh man. but he he seems to be right in the ship now so that's a good thing let's go to the control room, Mr. Jack Schultz and Ole Miss Sports News. Take it away, Rhino.
1: It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel
7: Rags on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about it, Molly.
4: Rebel Rags. Anything, everything. Ole Miss.
7: The Ole Miss football team got back to five hundred in our 2-1 in SEC play with a convincing 31-6 win over Vandy on Saturday. The Rebel offense rushed for 413 yards while adding 99 in the air. The impressive ground game garnered SEC accolades for two Rebels. Quarterback John Rice Plumley was named the SEC freshman of the week after accounting for 264 yards of total offense and a touchdown against the doors. Sophomore Ben Brown was named the SEC offensive lineman of the week. He did not allow a sack or a pressure on Saturday and of course contributed to the most rushing yards for the Rebels against an SEC opponent since 1979. Matt Luke's team heads on the road looking to build momentum against Missouri. That game kicks off at 6 p.m. on ESPN2. Quarterback Kelly Bryant suffered a leg injury against Troy on Saturday, but reports from the program today indicated he would be okay to play versus Ole Miss this week. However, the Tigers star linebacker, Kale Garrett, will have surgery tomorrow and is out indefinitely, certainly missing this week's contest. It was also announced today that kickoff against Texas A&M at home in two weeks will be at 6.30 p.m. In other Ole Miss sports news, the Ole Miss volleyball team has continued its hot streak, now riding an 11-match win streak. They defeated Mississippi State and LSU on the road last week to remain unbeaten in SEC play. They continue this road stand at number 22 Missouri on Wednesday night and then host Auburn on Sunday at 1.30. Meanwhile, the soccer team looks to rebound from its first conference loss with a home match against Florida this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Chuck Yancey, plenty of opportunities to support exciting Rebel programs around Oxford right now.
2: All right, thank you, Jack. Appreciate it. Good job as usual. Uh, Yancey, I tell you now, a lot of people are, um, I don't, I'm i not saying uh, taking Missouri for granted or anything like that, but I think they're underestimating Missouri. I think Missouri's a pretty darn good team, and people are probably basing their opinion off the opening uh, loss against Wyoming uh, where they didn't play very well. But since then, <laughs> They've been pretty salty. Well, let me say something. When I looked at
3: this week, we finally got the stats of all the teams, individuals in the SEC in our uh, press conference, and they're in the top three in run offense, pass offense, run defense, pass defense, points scored, and giving up points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's uh, – Well, third
2: in the nation in total defense. Yeah, and I mean, first
3: in the conference, Bob. 40-something yards, yeah. I think, like 226. You know, I'm a stats junkie.
2: No, they're giving up 231 yards Two, a game.
3: Yeah, 231. And that's, that's nothing. Yeah, I mean, in today's – but what I'm saying is they don't, they don't have a glaring weakness like you
2: say, you look at Ole Miss, past defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're solid in every which way. I was kind of halfway hoping uh, – I don't want any player to be hurt, obviously, but I was kind of halfway hoping Kelly Bryant wasn't going to play because – Swollen, not
3: nothing torn, just swollen.
2: He he he's he's really good.
3: (laughs) And that's gonna test him. I mean, when you have a guy that can make plays with their legs and and their arm, uh, no question. And it looks like the Braves are about to lose here. That gummit makes me sick.
2: All right, we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors and Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Mm -hmm. Yell Hotline. Hang tight.
4: 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet we have a large inventory to meet your needs shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland, test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu the family friendly Chevy Tahoe and the strong Chevy Silverado and remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal nobody Chevrolet, buy a new road
5: if you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander ht go 56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander ht go 56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck
6: or SUV. While Mississippi universities compete at football, when it comes to cutting-edge research, they need to work together. That's why C Spire linked our state's leading research universities together with a 100 gigabit per second fiber infrastructure working in support of the Mississippi Optical Network. Through the C Spire tech movement, we're empowering schools and universities with the technology to help them lead research and development for a better future. Learn more at cspire.com mission.
5: The Van Eken's diamond is chosen for its excellence, brilliance, and fire. The Van Eken's mount is then chosen for its intricate craftsmanship and detailing. Whether the mount is a beautiful crafted piece from the past or a specially designed piece from the present, the results are the same. Wow! When you want to say forever, say it with class, say it with love, but most of all say it with a Van Eken's diamond because you know she's worth it. Van Eken's Jewelers' store at downtown New Albany or Van
1: This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline.
2: Welcome back to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. And now we are very pleased to be joined by Mr. Langston Rogers, <laughs> Hall of Fame Sports Information Director and uh, uh, well respected in his field, uh, retired now, semi-retired now, still works with archives at, at Ole Miss. And uh, I- I'm telling you, there's not a, have never been a better sports information director in this entire <laughs> country than Langston Rogers. I mean that with all my heart. Langston, welcome, buddy. How's it going, Langston?
8: All right. Thank you. You're you're too kind, Chuck. Too
2: kind. well I don't think so but anyway let's <laughs> let's get on with it you know why I'm calling I I there's a couple of things that we need to discuss and I'm gonna get the bad one out of the way first uh I you know Jevin sneed's death uh has just rocked me to the core I, I've been sick ever since I heard about it uh young man 32 years old played quarterback here led us to uh, Cotton Bowl victories and just a great young man. What's your recollection of of Jevon Langston?
8: Well, first of all, Chuck, I can I, you know I can echo your sentiments. Uh, it was a, a shock to all of us. Uh, he was so well loved by the Ole Miss family. Uh, I, I just he was a wonderful person. Number one, uh, obviously a great athlete. that uh, had you know great success here. And I know we all miss him, but uh, he was such a pleasure to work with. And I know when he decided to leave Texas, I got a call from my dear friend, Bill Little, who was my counterpart at Texas. And Bill immediately told me, said, Langston, not only are you getting a good football player, you're getting a great person. And uh, certainly it, it rang true. And, you know, in my relationship, you know, with Jed and uh, Bill was certainly right about that.
2: So humble. You know, anytime I ever interviewed him, he, he always deflected all praise to his offensive line or his running backs or his wide receivers and, and just never was a me guy, you know?
8: No, no, he wasn't. and And certainly, you know, we had some great wins and some very tough losses. And, you know, whenever I would, you know, get the list about who y'all, you know, wanted to talk to after the game, he was always on it. And no matter when or if we won it or lost a real tough one, I didn't have to worry about Jeb. And He was always ready to go and be responsible, as you just mentioned, you know, about, uh, you know, taking no credit and praising his teammates and his coaches and, and really, you know, the Ole Miss fans and how they supported us all those years.
2: Let's move on to something. More pleasant, uh, wonderful to see Patrick Willis come back uh, to Ole Miss over the weekend. Got inducted into uh, the Ole Miss Hall of Fame and then also received a plaque for National Football Foundation Hall of Fame. Who where he would be inducted in December? P. Willie played here from two thousand three to two thousand six, and I know you had a really close relationship with him.
8: Yeah, I'm. I'm really really fond of, of him and certainly we've developed a, a nice friendship down through the years and we've stayed in contact when he was with uh, San Francisco and, and then even after he retired and, and we've stayed close and we, you know, we text a lot and call some and, you know, i really enjoyed my relationship with Patrick and, you know, Patrick uh, was, you know, one of our greatest linebackers ever and Certainly, we've had some we've had some really good ones here at Ole Miss, and you know, like Jeff Harrod and Sean Cobb and Abdul Jackson and Demarcus Gates and Eddie Strong. I mean, I could go on and on and on. We've been blessed with some great linebackers here. Uh, Patrick is the only one of those linebackers going into the uh, into the uh, Hall of Fame in the College Football Hall of Fame. He'll get that award in New York. And uh, the plaque they presented on the field to us, uh, then we have it to go in our uh, in M-Club room in Starnes Building, and we'll get that put up hopefully tomorrow. And, <clears throat> Patrick, just another side note, uh, Patrick, this is uh, the first year that Patrick has uh, been on the Pro Football Hall of Fame ballot, so we're excited oh. about his opportunities in the future uh, to hopefully one day, uh, and I will—I do believe it—that he'll be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And yeah, last too. earlier this summer, Kyle and I went up to Nashville and uh, uh, witnessed him going into the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. So, quite a young man who who has really made a mark and loves Ole Miss. Uh, you know, I told him he just needs to get back more often. We'd love to have him.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, people don't realize uh, obviously to be an All American, you have to play well, uh, number one, but you also have to have a little bit of a machine behind you. And you ramrodded that effectively for years for a lot of our athletes. Uh, but at the same time, it, it, People have to understand what a quality athlete you are that you make All American on a losing team. That doesn't happen very often. I mean, he played on two awful teams basically and made All American. It's just difficult. Yeah, the to thing, do.
8: Uh, you know, uh, actually, he Chuck he was he made thirteen first team All Americans his senior year. That's the most of any athlete in the history of Ole Miss football. You think about that. He was a consensus All America, and he, he, he was on thirteen rating systems, you know, Associated Press on down, first team All American, and and you're right about we did have a couple of you know tough years there, and uh, I know that when uh, you know when he was a candidate for us on the for the buckers, I mean he was going up against in the finalists. he was going up against uh, a great player from. Penn State, and another from Ohio State. So the three finalists down in Orlando at the Home Depot show, you had for the Buckus, you had Patrick and a guy from Ohio State and, and uh, uh, Penn State, So and he won. So that was a great accomplishment for him uh, to you know be the, rated as the top linebacker. And he won the Buccas in college. And he also won the buckus in the, in the pros. And there's only been, you know, I think, one other one other player. I'm not even sure of the name right now on the top of my head that, that has accomplished that.
2: You know, and and uh, Patrick's uh, story before he got to Ole Miss is is an inspiration as well. I mean, he 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 didn't he lived with his coach most of the time his family was kind of splintered he took care of younger siblings the best he could and you know just kind of came out of the ashes man and what a what a great success story good point
8: it really is and if we got a second i we had a, we had a little reception for him last thursday night and you know coach mcintyre was the guy that recruited patrick out of brewston and uh coach Mac. Uh, didn't get to coach Patrick because he left shortly after that to go and, and be with the Dallas Cowboys. But uh, an interesting story that I, I really need to share with y'all. Uh, he was telling <clears throat> about how he recruited Patrick starting in the ninth grade and watching him and impressed with him. And, you know, Patrick wanted to go to Tennessee, he made a lot of visits up to, up to Knoxville, but they didn't offer him. And so... Anyway, during the recruiting process, Coach Mack, you know, told him that, you know, Ole Miss really wanted him. And Coach Mack was invited back to Brewston to uh, speak at the awards banquet. And he relayed this story the other night that Patrick won just about all the awards. I mean, he won all the football awards, the basketball awards, the track awards. Coach Mack said he had so many awards he just couldn't carry them all. (laughs) <laughs> and he said he, he kind of got separated and they dismissed. They were there in the lunchroom in Brewston at the, at the high school. And he, you know, he was looking around for Patrick and he said, you know, I, I, is Patrick gone? I, I just want to speak to him before I left. And whoever responded said, so, well, there he is over there. He said he looked over there in the, in the corner of the room and Patrick was stacking chairs and was sweeping the floors. And, you
2: know, what does that tell you about that guy? Yeah, no kidding. That's a great story. Langston, we really appreciate I know you like to stay behind the scenes all the time, and uh, and you do a wonderful job and always have for Ole Miss and, and before that for Delta State. But I really appreciate you uh, – consenting to be on and giving us some insight into Mr. Patrick Willis and Mr. Jevin Sneed. And, uh, well, I
8: appreciate the opportunity, Chuck. and you're right. I, I do like to stay in the background right there. I that's fine with me.
2: <laughs> But thank you anyway, buddy, and we appreciate it. You take well, care of yourself. Y'all have a great evening. Thanks, Langston. Take care. Langston Rogers, uh, my man. I tell you, Langston, Yancy, Langston and I butted heads a lot during his career, but he was just doing his job, and I was just doing mine. And let me tell you something, he's hes top-notch. But he kept it professional. I did no the same question. thing. No question. He, I was just
3: a little rookie when I came in in my 20s when he was there. So yeah. So I probably made him lose a few hairs there.
2: Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he was always professional and always did a ter- terrific job for Ole Miss. There's no question about that. Um Looking forward now to having the chancellor, and and you know, and I want to say something too. Uh, We we never know what's you know in a person's mind, and uh, the family's going to send Jevin's brain off to make about the CTE, and if he had too many blows to the head, but he suffered from depression after he left here, and. Some people think it was because he didn't make it in the NFL, and some people think it was because he got hit too many times. He had too I'll many be con- shocked if he didn't have CTE. Yeah, too many concussions and all, but, uh, you know, I hope people that don't... That cotton ball lick was vicious. I hope people do not uh, judge Jevin Sneed for the way he left this world, because... Uh, he a great was person. A kind person. For 32 years, he was just the nicest, most yeah. down
3: to earth guy. Yeah. There is. Super just, nice just guy. The danger kind. of playing football.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You
3: know, That's just be true. realistic.
2: No question about it. And uh, uh, my heart breaks for his family. And, and uh, it's just no words. I mean, the. the and his dad, too, how close yeah. they were. The world is not a better place without Jevin Snead, I promise you. We'll be right back after these important messages. From our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yo hotline. Hang tight. Lonely.
1: This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline.
2: All right, welcome back to Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. We're now very pleased to have our brand new—I mean, spanking new—no Chancellor Dr. Glenn seventy-two Boyce. hours new. Uh, Dr. Boyce, how are you? I am fine. How are you this evening, man? We're doing great, doing Chancellor. Good. First good. of all, I just want to say I hope you have a long and successful tenure as the Chancellor. We've got a ship that's. Uh, gotten off course a little bit here in the last few years and you got a monumental job ahead of you buddy so good luck
9: well thank you for that i appreciate that
2: uh you know there there are a, a myriad of issues that you're going to have to discuss at some point but on this show we're going to focus on athletics uh, i know you're going to be on the gallo show in the morning on super talk and that, that's a good thing uh uh, but g- give us some of your athletic background, if you will.
9: Sure, and, and that gal, uh it will be on next Monday. But uh,
2: anyways, oh, Monday. Uh,
9: okay. I I will tell you, Chuck, it's Nancy. It's a uh, totally passionate about it. Uh, matter of fact, my even getting into college was all dependent upon my athletic skill. Uh, I'm going to give you a quick story. Uh, if you don't mind, up in New York, uh, where I grew up, when you went into the ninth grade, you were asked to take three different tracks, and two of those tracks meant that you didn't have a curriculum to go to a university. Well, you know, my mom uh, was not a college educated because I was first generational, and uh, she went in to see the guidance counselor with me, and Uh, The guidance counselor put me in a track that wasn't university, said the kid's a heck of an athlete, but uh, this is probably the right curriculum. We walked out the door and my basketball coach, soon to be basketball coach, was standing outside and he looked at my curriculum and he marched us right back in. And he said to that guidance counselor, this kid will be a university basketball player one day. You will put him in the proper curriculum. And the guidance counselor changed it immediately. And I say all that to say from that point on, uh, my career and my trajectory toward a university uh, was paid by that basketball coach, and that a, was a great man that I will never, ever forget. Now, coming out of high school, I had the opportunity to play both college basketball and college football, and I ended up choosing college wow. basketball uh, and played for a year up at a university in New York before halfway through my next year, I transferred down to Ole Miss.
2: What brought you that, to yeah. Ole Miss? How did, how did you happen? get to Ole Miss?
9: <laughs> well, I'll tell you how I got to Ole Miss. Uh, halfway through my sophomore year, uh wasn't playing and wasn't wasn't uh part of the program anymore. Uh and had just decided that, you know, I needed to move on and uh so what I did is I was looking in the library and it's a true story now. I was looking in the library, and there was three catalogs from Mississippi uh, because I wanted to go south to someplace to school, to Florida mostly, because all New Yorkers want to go to Florida where it's warm. I lived in the snow belt, and I couldn't afford it because I had to pay every penny of my own education. And I looked, and I grabbed one of those books out of there, and it was Ole Miss. And I looked at what it cost, and I said, hmm, don't even know where Mississippi is. But I'll call down there. I called down there, and I got this sweet lady with a southern accent that at the time I could barely understand. And she said, do you have a 2-0? And I said, yes. She said, well, bring a copy of your transcript and your checkbook and come on down. And I thought she was kidding me. Uh, I said, no applications? She said, no, you'll be good. I said, okay. I called back about an hour later thinking maybe I'd get somebody different to tell me something different. Same story. So I went home. I loaded an old beat-up Buick with a peeling off roof and uh, <laughs> rust from the snowbelt area, and packed everything I owned into that car, which wasn't much. And some of the some of the uh, people listening will remember the old CB radios, and, and I had an old beat-up Atlas, and I headed south. Drove up on the Ole Miss campus, uh, 1,400 miles later, and uh, went up to the Lyceum. Gave them every penny I, I had, and that night I had a dorm room, I had a meal plan, and I had a class schedule. I promise you I was the happiest guy in all of America. And here's the the outcome to that story. The outcome to that story and the reason I love this university so much is I trusted them, and they embraced me, and the rest is history for me because in some way, this university advanced my career, met the love of my life here, all three daughters have degrees, for 41 years now, this university is a university I credit for the life I have. So it's pretty simple and pretty That's passionate for me in that regard, why I love this place.
3: That's good stuff. Well, you play basketball and football. Are you more partial to basketball since I take it you went up and played college basketball? Or what do you follow the most?
9: No, actually, actually, I'm not partial to either one of them. And I can tell you, you know, you know, I was a head football coach and a head basketball coach in high school in another lifetime, and I uh, yeah. had had pretty good success in, in both sports. Uh, wow! Some, some real success, you know. You know, really good athletes will make you look good as a coach. There's doubt about <laughs> <No>. that. <laughs> and so, but uh, no, I am not partial. By the way, I played baseball in high school as well. And so, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm an avid – not avid, I wouldn't say that. I'm a golfer, and uh, I played some tennis. And so there isn't probably a sport that I don't have great appreciation for and don't enjoy watching. And I'm certainly interested in all of our athletic programs. It doesn't matter which ones.
2: All right, so, so let's get into that, uh, Chancellor. Give us your thoughts on the importance of athletics in a university setting and, and, and the importance of athletics at Ole Miss in your mind.
9: Uh, That's that's pretty simple. Not just because I'm passionate about athletics, but uh, it's the front porch to our school, and you've heard that many times. But um, as a Power Five school, and certainly as an SEC school, there's so many things that happen here because of it. You know, what happens here is giving. Uh, increases as we're successful and have a wonderful program, enrollment increases as word gets out about our program, the higher the visibility of the program across the country, the greater the enrollment. Uh, You know, there, there almost isn't anything that athletics doesn't touch. When you talk about a football game in the Grove, you're talking about generations of people getting together to celebrate a game and all the emotion that not only goes when you walk in the stadium and the excitement of a stadium, but all the emotion of family being together and people making the trips in and everything everybody that's listening really knows if they spend any time at Ole Miss. There is no way, no way, that you can even put a put a statement that, that can say how important in words athletics is to this university.
2: How How can a chancellor enhance and support athletics in a, in a tangible way? And and what are your expectations of Ole Miss athletics? Um,
9: I, I will tell you how they can support it in a tangible way certainly is, you know, you, you want to have high expectations, okay? And you want to have high expectations of, of everyone, your your athletic director, uh, everybody who works in the program, and certainly everybody who leads the programs. Uh, and you want to have high expectation for – I will tell you what – I think you definitely need to have high expectations for and the thing that actually I love the most, and that's player development. And I think it's incredibly critical that we take and make sure that our players um, you know, receive a proper education, that they take care of themselves, that they're good citizens. I just think there's a lot more that these coaches are doing out there every single day to develop these young people that I'm not sure that the average fan really understands. And I want you to know that I have an appreciation for that, but I also have an expectation for that. I really do. And make no mistake about it, you know, I've got three daughters. uh, All of them were athletes, and uh, they will tell you that it doesn't matter whether we're playing a pickup game of basketball on the street or whether we were playing checkers at the table. uh, They had to beat me. I was just way too competitive, and that's a running joke in my family. (laughs) <laughs> is that dad never let us win a game of 21 or a game of tennis without us legitimately beating him. And so, kind of expresses to you just how competitive I am. Uh, like all fans, I certainly like to win. So, those are my expectations. And uh, how can a chancellor affect it? Well, one of the ways I can affect it is by being visible to the program. You know, obviously, I have a lot of work to do, but I, I do want to be visible. Uh, I do want the opportunity to visit with the young men. And young ladies that play our sports, and I do want to be visible at more than just just the major you know football, basketball, baseball, all that goes on with that. I also want to be visible when our, we play a golf match and tennis match. I want to be able to, to show our athletes that their chancellor cares about them and get the, get the opportunity to meet them from time to time and have conversations with them. So while it is time-consuming, it's, it's some of the most exciting time that I can spend to serve students.
2: You've got something really important facing you, and I, I don't know your timeline on this, but I'm going to ask you, uh, when are you going to delve into the subject of a permanent athletics director, and will you hire a search committee, and what qualities are you looking for in an AD?
9: Yes, uh, that that activity is going to begin very soon, very soon. I just I need to uh, uh, get my feet on the ground up here and full time and uh, right now uh, I'm running everywhere as you can imagine and but no that's a priority issue uh, and I will be talking with folks who are very knowledgeable you know, in the field to find out who the best search firms might be. Uh, I will also be considering what a, a strong committee might look like, in order to help guide the process and in order to come up with the absolute best candidate and recommendations. So uh, that is going to start very soon. That entire process. Uh, I want to fact, be on, on the committee. SC...
2: <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'm kidding you. I'm kidding you. <laughs> uh, I know. Uh,
9: but uh, but I tell you, we got an SEC and president's meeting. Uh, next week and um, so I'll be over there and that's one of the places that I'll really have an opportunity to visit with people and talk with people uh, on some sidebar conversations and get some excellent input into that and you ask what I'm looking for well you know I want an athletic director who can raise money I want an athletic director and we all do these are not things these are not things that everybody doesn't want you know I want an athletic director that is uh, uh, can inspire our fan base. I think it's important while they're out there on the road talking to our fan base with our coaches and making all these road trips and so on and so forth, that the person's articulate, that the person uh, can motivate uh, the fans sitting in front of them. I want somebody who's well-organized, but I'll tell you something else I want. I need somebody who is creative, somebody who's innovative. You know, to fill up a stadium today, it takes a lot more innovation than it did at any other point in history, I believe. And I just think we've got to find a way to fill up our stadium and make the fan experience something special. We have the absolute greatest fan experience in America outside the stadium. Now our work is how do we create that same great fan experience for our players, our coaches inside that stadium. And I need an AD that's got some ideas, got, got some uh, initiative that that's important to them, and, of course, we all know that winning really solves that problem. But you also, even if you're winning, and if you notice stadiums around around the country, you still have to create that environment inside your stadium. And I can't tell you how important that is to those athletes on the field. You know, there's nothing more important than the enthusiasm and the emotion of the fans being excited during the course of a ball game and disrupting the communication of your visitors and inspiring your athletes and getting them excited about the big plays that they make at the critical times of the game, all that is just very, very important to having a successful program.
3: So I take it you've looked at that. You obviously you were on the search committee at the beginning. And you talked to a lot of the fans and students and stuff. Were there were there some common themes about what needed to be done to the vault and to make the game day atmosphere better?
9: Well, uh, <laughs> well, well, when you say when you say I was on, it's the,
3: okay to be when, honest.
9: <laughs> when you, did you, you did you mention something about being on the search committee or what? I'm, well, say. I'm
3: saying when when you were when you were out looking for the best leader for Ole Miss, you were uh, talking to. The, I heard you speak saying you were talking to the fans and stuff like that to see what yeah. Ole Miss needed. Was yeah. there common things that that people were saying about Ole Miss's game day, the stadium? You know, you were talking about the atmosphere. What can we do to make it better? Is it improvements to the stadium or the lights or the the music or all of it together? Were there any particular issues that stood out?
9: Uh, yeah when I was out there doing that that work uh, and, and I was never part of the search process or search committee or anything, but when I was out there doing that work for for the board and the university uh prior to the search committee getting started, wow. i uh talked to a lot of people and went and 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 i didn 't get just a lot of concrete suggestions, but what I got was an awful lot of affirmation and that hey, we need to really look at this in in gain experience in football in particular. And we need to see what we can do uh, to um, excite our our fan base, uh, and to get us honestly to get us a little more rowdy, and uh, get behind yeah. these guys a little harder. And so, but I will tell you this now, uh, and this is you know I I can't commit to this or anything like that, but there's a there's a reality to the difficulty it is for fans to sit uh, in September and October in the sun for four hours. I mean, there's a reality to that, and people really get it disappointed, and you know, Coach Saban over in Alabama gets upset at folks, and so on and so forth. But that's a tough thing to ask sometimes, and so there's there's some issues that we've got to look at to see how we can we can from a building standpoint, maybe perhaps we could capitalize on the sound effect, the noise, the noise levels, how we could maybe even figure out how to get our students in the shade. So. Anyways, yeah. all these things are things that I'm thinking about.
2: Hey, Chancellor, uh, also, you know, the landscape in college athletics is changing. You're going to have to have an AD that's keeping up with that kind of stuff as well.
9: I'm going to tell you, that's a great statement. And I told somebody just just uh, over the weekend at the ballgame that I need somebody who understands the future. And let's face it, so we all know that what happened in California – uh, is only a few years off before that bill is actually really truly law in that state. And let's face it, the NCAA is going to have to wrestle with that. They're going to have to figure that out. And the truth of the matter is that's, I believe, now I could be mistaken, but I believe Colorado might be voting on it soon. But there's other states who are going to start taking that up. And that could absolutely be a trend line coming across the country where for the, for the fans that don't know it, Uh, This is all about paying for the likeness of players and paying players for their autographs and things like that, and that it'll come to the point where this gets to be much more of a, hey, how much are you going to pay me because my likeness is going to be worth X amount, I figure, and how much are you going to pay me? So, I mean, things could happen here, and I'm talking down the road several years, but things could happen here that could upturn athletics completely, and it also could create some kind of issues, certainly, with financial resources and the ability to sign players. Chancellor, thank
2: you, so, thank you so much for your time. We're coming up against a break. And, okay. again, best of luck to you, and we really appreciate uh, thank you, your Dr. comments Boyce, tonight. Thank you so much for coming on.
9: Well, Thank you so much. Have a wonderful evening.
2: You, you bet. Hotty toddy. All right, we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight.
1: This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline.
2: All right. Welcome back. Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yo! Hotline. Special thanks to Langston Rogers and Dr. Glenn Boyce for being our guest tonight. Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment over 50 years of serving the Memphis area with all your equipment needs located at 4890 East Shelby Drive. You can rent, buy, or have repaired all of your equipment at Rebel Equipment. Well, listen, uh, Missouri hadn't been real kind to us. We're six and they own a six and one series advantage on Ole Miss, but in 1974, <laughs> Ole Miss got the lone win over the 18th ranked Mizzou in Ken Cooper's debut as the Rebel head coach in Jackson 10 to nothing. 38,000 people watched oft injured quarterback Kenny Lyons lead the Rebs to the hard fought victory. Uh, Ole Miss defenders stifled Missouri. And then Lyon and his associates, mainly Paul Hofer, Larry Kramer, Kramer, and Michael Sweet, wouldn't give it back, wouldn't give the ball back. Time of possession in the second half. Listen to this. 23 minutes and 43 seconds for the Rebels out of 30 minutes. Uh, Lyons, who was kind of embarrassed in Columbia the previous year when thrust into the starting role after Norris Weiss' injury the week before, Missouri crunched Ole Miss seventeen to nothing. Had his full measure of revenge. Rebel flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Rhino, let's go to Jack Schultz around the SEC now. It's time for this
1: week's report from around the SEC. Brought to you by Cheney's Pharmacy, home of the Ugly Mug Coffee and TCBY Yogurt, located next to the library on Bramlett Boulevard
7: reached the halfway point of the college football season and the SEC is still up in the air on both sides of the conference. Florida did solidify themselves as contenders to top the SEC East this week as Dan Mullen's team is now 6-0, 3-0 in SEC play. The Gators managing an impressive win at home over Auburn 24-13 as wide receiver Freddie Swain was named the SEC Offensive Player of the Week after recording a career-high six receptions for 146 yards and a touchdown against the Tigers. Now ranked number seven, the Gators will also go on the road to phase number five LSU this week. The Tigers are unbeaten at 5-0 and 1-0 in SEC play. College game day will be on hand for that one in Baton Rouge. Just ahead of LSU is number one Alabama at 2-0 in conference play. The Tide traveled to College Station to face number 24 Texas A&M in the 2:30 CBS game. And in a game that's getting less publicity but might be the most important game of the week for two of the conference's middle-of-the-pack teams, Ole Miss at Missouri. The Tigers are 4-1 overall, 1-0 in SEC play. They beat Troy 42-10 on Saturday. The Tigers linebacker Kel Garrett was named the SEC Defensive Player of the Week for leading the team with six tackles, including three for loss and a sack, and reeling in two interceptions. Garrett, though, is set to have surgery tomorrow and will be out indefinitely. Meanwhile, Ole Miss has young talent contributing all over the field, including the SEC Freshman of the Week quarterback John Rice Plumley, who accounted for 264 yards of total offense and a touchdown against Vandy. Sophomore Ben Brown was named the SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week. He did not allow a sack or a pressure on Saturday, leading Ole Miss to 413 rushing yards. Other SEC games include South Carolina at number 3, Georgia. Mississippi State at Tennessee and Arkansas at Kentucky. That's the latest news around the SEC. Have a great week, everybody.
2: All right. Thank you, Jack. Good job as usual. Um, at Missouri. Six o'clock. Six thirty. Six thirty? I thought it was six thirty. Maybe it's six. I don't know. Six or six thirty. It's it's a night game anyway in Columbia, Missouri. A good, bad, and ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. If you need a four-wheeler side-by-side or lawnmower, Big Delta Power Sports is the only place to shop. Trust me, Brett Rousey and his staff will give you a great deal on the model you want with affordable financing and competitive prices. That's Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. The good, well, I got down pretty hard on special teams last week after the Alabama game, and rightfully so, they were bad. But against Vanderbilt, I thought they were vastly improved. Better punting, better overall coverage, better kickoffs and coverage, good field goal, and PAT execution. Just a solid night. Not great, but good. The defense also made some big improvements, particularly in coverage and in pressuring the quarterback. They also did a real nice job in run defense, but they've done that all year. Still, that deserves a good. Offensively, I don't care who you're playing. Over 400 yards rushing is not good. It's great. There's no denying the true freshmen have given this offense a spark. Quarterback John Rice Prumley, Jerry and Ely, Snoop Connor, wide receivers Mingo and Jackson are showing no fear and that no stage is too big. How great was it to see Patrick Willis and see how he fired up the crowd. Wow. Coach Yo committed a five-star player in basketball. I mean, come on, man. We're just doing good things everywhere. Bad after a real hot start. The offense kind of bogged down in the second quarter and didn't play very well until the second half. OC Rich Rodriguez said post game that the Rebs left a lot of plays out there in the second quarter, is what he was referring to. Ugly, well, I'm not going to get into all that. You know, the protest at the scheduled introduction of new Chancellor Glenn Boyce was just. It crossed the line. I thought they had a real right to protest. I'm protesting. I I want the IHL abolished as well. But when you don't allow other people to speak, that's just too much, Um, and it was a shame. Sad, it's good, bad, ugly, and sad. Jevin Sneed's passing at the age of 32. I'm just still in shock. Did all the hits to the head take its toll? Was he battling depression? I guess it goes to show that nobody knows what's in someone else's mind until it's too late. Man, I'm heartbroken over this, and God bless his family, and my prayers are with him. The good, bad, and the ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Yancey, you going to Missouri?
3: I'm not. Game at six thirty against
2: A and M as well. And that's how. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah so. Put that so in your so we play at eleven or two when it's hundred and twenty <laughs> degrees, but when it cools off, we play at six thirty. That's at
3: night. <laughs>
2: okay, that's what you get right. when you lose it. Once again, special thanks to Langston Rogers and Dr. Glenn Boyce for being our guests tonight, and we will see you next week on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Y'all Hotline. Good night.
3: howdy toddy.